welcome to the 10 Minutes from Hell podcast. I am Doug. And I'm Steve. And we are here. This is episode two. Episode two. We made it to the second episode. How amazing <laughs> is that? So here's our uh, our weekly call where we just chat about whatever geeky stuff we want to chat about. Right. And, and so if it sounds like we're on the phone, we are. Um, but we're literally on the it, phone. <laughs> but what I way I look at it is that uh, you know technology is always moving forward. Like you know, every five minutes, it seems like something new is coming out, something you know better quality to make you know the most highest definition you know audio or video that we can possibly get. And at a certain point, I think we're going to start going backwards, and so we're just ahead of the curve. <laughs> so we're going to start. We're going to start going backwards. So this is like retro. This is like answering machine, like technology. Like we're going back. Eventually we'll get to like cassette tape and then, um, and then it'll just all be written, I guess. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> we're, we're going, we're going to start recording onto those, right? We're going to start recording onto those wax cylinders and we'll just deliver them to people's houses. Magnetic Here's the new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is on magnetic tape. You just have to <laughs> feed it through your cryptograph or whatever it's called. Does things. I don't know. It doesn't matter. This is a waste of time talking about this. Um, first of all, thank you for everybody uh, for listening last time. Uh, we've got some really nice feedback, and, uh, and it sounds like people have enjoyed it, and that's great. Um, we hope that you would take a moment and just kind of write, write a review. You just give it the star thing and then just a one-word review, like sucks or uh, <laughs> garbage or waste of time, whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Um, as, long as, 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 long yeah, as, as long as it's five stars. Yeah, you can say anything as long as it's five stars. Yeah, We'll take four. <laughs> Um, yeah, for, for but yeah, but yeah, that'd be that'd be great. It really, uh, really helps us. And uh, and feedback is great. You know, we got some feedback last time from some people that uh, they didn't like uh, the music running underneath. Um, yep. Which I had nothing to do with that decision. Doug Doug made that decision on his own, which is fine. I actually didn't mind it, but I guess there were some people who <laughs> found it distracting because you know how engaging we are otherwise. So I'm sure the music really threw you off. Um, so you'll notice that, you'll notice that this time there's whale sounds. That's right, whale sounds. Uh, I suggested <laughs> crickets, so it's like we're out on our like patio, like outside, you know, to make it sound like we're like at our cabin or something. <laughs> um, so that's we're, we'll experiment. We'll find some maybe some gentle wailing, sobbing, perhaps maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll try some different things. See how everybody uh, everybody likes this. I'm going to play something for Doug here. He has not even heard this, as far as I know, because they just released this online. But uh, I'm going to let him listen just a, a quick bar of this. Can you hear that? I can hear it. This is the score to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, you know, I did see uh, James gonna post it something live. Is that what that is? I like. Yeah, I think it's it. I like this part. Yeah. 
Wow, the quality on the phone is fantastic. <laughs> it sounds kind of melancholy, kind of heroic. Anyway, that's uh, you can you can listen to it. He's got it on his Twitter page. Um, I am beyond excited for this movie. This is the one that uh, the first movie I think is fantastic. I don't even I don't even think that it's a great Marvel movie. I think it's just a great movie. Like I just really yeah. enjoyed it. It was super entertaining. The characters are amazing. It was a it was a really like uh, long shot for that movie to work, and it worked yeah. incredibly. Um, so I mean, it made it made people fall in love with a talking raccoon and a giant walking tree. And I know that is, that is impossible. I know that is not crazy. even that's not even possible. And, and everybody Diesel loves, is in loves it. Them. Vin yeah. Diesel is in it, and I, I despise Vin Diesel. So the fact that he, you know, made it in that was, uh, and and I still liked it. Amazing. <laughs> um, of course, you only have. You're not going to see. Line. You're not going to see Triple X. Oh my goodness! We saw the trailer for that Triple uh, X uh, movie, and while I was watching it, um, I actually thought it was a parody. I thought that yeah, it was like too. a Saturday Night Live sketch. Like say, oh, this is going to be one of those things where it's a fake movie, and then it's a movie <laughs> about the guy that doesn't want to make these kind of movies anymore. You're going to be like, I'm tired of making Triple X Part Five, you know, whatever. And and then it would, you know, switch to, you know, I want to be a real serious actor, whatever. And then that's what I thought. It, I honestly thought that's where it was going. <laughs> and when I realized it was an actual movie, I was like, wow, it is. 2002. <laughs> like, this is like, like, this is like so terrible. So terrible. It looks absolutely awful. Um, did you see any, uh, any movies this last week? I did, actually. We, you, we, went, uh, we went to uh, the Hopkins Theater, which is a fantastic theater if you don't have money. I mean, it's just a fantastic theater in general, but it um, is a good theater. A five, you know, a family of five we got drinks and popcorn and tickets to to get in, and it was like under thirty dollars. So wow. I absolutely, I family absolutely of five. Did you like add some? That seems like a no. lot. Okay, no. still the same. Okay, That's still the same standard. number. Yeah. All right, but we went and saw uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Hmm. And it was how'd actually, you like it? It was incredible. You know, I'm not a fun movie. The world's giant. Uh, I'm not the world's giant. What am I trying to say? I'm not the world's biggest Harry Potter fan. Right. And you need, I mean, you didn't really need to know anything about Harry Potter to enjoy it. I mean, I thought, it, it actually felt a lot like Doctor Strange to me. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun movie. The only thing is, is that the title is misleading because it's just Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. But in the trailer, I mean, without even seeing the movie, you know where to, f- they're in the suitcase thing. Like that's the whole, like, that's like where to find them. They're right there. They show it over and over again. So it's like, the, the, the book is actually more of a pamphlet. Oh, fantastic piece <laughs> and where to find them. It's case, just a flyer. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, it's like a flyer IKEA. that you put on. It's like an IKEA instruction manual. Or like a flyer in like, your It's like a, eight different languages know. with, you know, just two words. <laughs> that's it and yeah. uh yeah it uh but i agree it was good it was a fun movie i enjoyed it um 
I saw several movies, and I won't talk at length about any one of them, but um, I saw Patriots Day, uh, oh, yeah. which is about the the Boston uh, the Boston uh, bombing, which was way better than I anticipated it to be. Like I, oh. I really went into it thinking that I was not really going to like it that much. Um, yeah. I like Mark Wahlberg. Um, it, and it actually ends up to be a very like uh, moving movie. Like I really felt like something at the end of the movie, and uh, and I I was very cynical. Um, it, it goes into detail about all the all the uh, investigation uh, work that went into finding the two bombers, and we know the oh, outcome yeah. of it. I mean, it was all over the news. Right. The idea that they shut down Boston for you know close to a week. I think it was close to a week. It was several days where nobody was allowed to come out of their houses, which is oh, so bizarre. Like a, a city actually shutting down because they were so afraid that anything was going to happen. Um, but the weird thing about the movie, though, is afterwards, you know, you always want to go and look afterwards and see, like, how much of it is true and, you know, this character, did he really do this and whatever. Yeah. The Mark Wahlberg character is completely made up. Oh really? He doesn't. He doesn't exist. Like they made him for the movie. Like they took like yeah. pieces of of real stories that happened with real policemen. But rather than going into like the you know the work of trying to find out what each individual policeman did, we'll just combine them all into one fake guy. <laughs> and so he'll be. He will represent. Every beat cop that was working during the thing, and we'll just put all of his all their stories together into one guy, which was really bizarre to me because it was just like, really, like that's the Superman. (laughs) The only way that we would go see this movie is if we had this like made up fake guy that's just like in the middle of it because he's the star, like he's in the middle of everything, like he's literally like you know in the middle of every moment of the investigation, which is kind of weird because he's just a beat guy, but he's, like, everywhere. <laughs> like, he's literally everywhere. Like, he somehow manages to find... It's kind of like uh, that movie War of the Worlds, uh, the Tom Cruise one. Is uh, yeah. If you watch that movie again, watch how Tom Cruise always gets into the middle of the action all the time. No matter how many people there are, there could be mobs and mobs of people. Somehow Tom Cruise, being an average or nobody, somehow will find his way to the front of the mobs of people. So he's actually the spokesperson for everybody in the mob. <laughs> like it, just, it happens every time. And once you notice it, you're like, yeah, that's kind of goofy. <laughs> it's like, how does he keep getting in the front? Um, and in fact, at one yeah, point, I never noticed at, that. at one point at the end, when you know, when the spoiler alert, when the the creatures uh, in the ships or whatever, they start uh, like not moving, like they're like stuck, and uh, the military is there, and and they're kind of hurting the people through, and the ships are just kind of sitting there, they're not doing anything, and and uh, he asks uh, one of the like, marines or whatever that's you know standing there hurting the people by, and 
uh, he goes, what, you know, what's going on? What happened? He's like, sir, I can't, I can't talk about that now. You have to get moving. It's like, but what, but what's, what's happening? It's, and, and he's like, no, 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 sir, you gotta get it. And he's like, no, I'm Tom Cruise. And it's like, oh, right. <laughs> so what's going on is <laughs> that ship up there, it stopped oh, it's you. 20 minutes ago. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> um, so that's pretty, it's pretty funny that way. But that's the way Patriots Day was. It was like, very strange that they, they made up this guy. Um, then the other movie I well, saw was, uh, what's that? Did, did they not find somebody that they thought was like compelling enough to, I know. Isn't that weird? Like, there was plenty of totally weird people in the movie that are real people, but then they... Yeah, anyway. We'll move on. So, so uh, the next one we saw was uh, Manchester by the Sea with Casey Gaffer. I've, I've heard um, that's, like, heartbreaking. It's very heartbreaking. I won't go any more into in that. It's a super sad movie, and it's really well done. Casey Affleck's amazing in it. Um, I'm sure he'll probably win the Oscar. I'm pretty sure he will um, because they like that depressing, sad stuff. So it, it will be, you know, but it's a very, very good movie. But it's, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, but very, very well done. Um, is that still in the theater or is that out on video? Uh, it's still in theater. It's still in theater. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we saw Hacksaw Ridge. Oh um, yeah, Gibson uh, movie that he directed, um, yeah. which is which is pretty good. Uh, Andrew Garfield stars in it, and Vince Vaughn's got a pretty large part in it as well. Um, I saw the trailer for that, and I wasn't like a hundred percent like jazzed to see it. But then I like saw some sort of clip. I don't know if it was on a late night show or something. And watching the clip, I was like sucked in. I was like, oh, like oh, it's, it's well, it's very, no, yeah, it's very, it's very yeah, well it's, done. It's super graphic. Like really, really graphic. Um, lots of limbs getting blown off left and right. Um, but it's about uh, one of the uh, conscientious objector in in uh, in World War II. So he he refused to carry a weapon. It's a true story. Uh, he wanted to be a medic and he yeah. didn't want to carry a weapon. And um, it's an interesting story. And um, it's very well shot. It looks great. Performances are good. Um, the graphic violence of it is. Pretty unsettling at times. I mean, it's, there's a lot of it. Um, oh, really? But it's interesting because uh, it shows a part of World War II that you don't see very often, which is uh, uh, the Japanese part. You know, the the part where you know when we were fighting the Japanese, and and uh, so it's a different you know different thing to see. You know, we're always used to seeing uh, the Germans and and uh, that whole setup and and. Uh, it's just a different, it's a totally different look, you know, different fighting styles, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's, huh. yeah, it's, it's, uh, interesting. it's interesting. Yeah, I'd recommend it. It's, it's, uh, it's a good movie. And, uh, Mel Gibson got nominated, uh, as best director for it. Uh, oh, did he? Which, yeah, I not yeah. the Oscars yet. Well, it's, it just shows that, like, I guess people will forgive you after a certain Get amount you. of time. Because if you make a good like, movie, then all is forgiven. Yeah, yeah, because that was, I mean, he really was cast out from the stuff he did. Um, and yeah. he had, you know, some very notable public, you know, things. I mean, the whole uh, tirade he had with the police officer when he got pulled over and, you know, he was under suspicion of, of drinking and driving. Um, and... uh the person that benefited the most from that was uh, Christian Bale because right before that, 
he had had his meltdown about the bad lighting. <laughs> oh, yeah. About the lighting. <laughs> the poor or whatever. Yeah, 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 he flipped out on the, you know, because of that very, very important movie, uh, Terminator Salvation. <laughs> <laughs> I can see his, I can see his dedication and his, you know, uh, you know, commitment to that huge project. Um, that he really, he really was feeling like the integrity of it was really being taken down. Uh, but, but he was everywhere. Like that was like a horrible thing. Like there was like, oh my gosh, you believe what Christian Bale did? Oh my gosh, he's British, you know, and he's doing this. This is crazy. British people are supposed to be polite and listen to him talk. He's so angry and you know whatever. And then the Mel Gibson thing came out, and Christian Bale was like, "Whew, oh, that's good." <laughs> so everybody, everybody totally forgot about Christian Bale. Um, because Mel Gibson's tirade uh, that he did, uh, and then the, the voicemail too uh, to his girlfriend at the time, uh, uh, mother of his child, um, when he flipped out and was making death threats and saying horrible things, and um, that was For all recorded. Mel Gibson. Uh, yeah, Mel Gibson. Yeah, not, not Christian not Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. No, he was just mad at the at the gaffer guy. That's what he was mad about. (laughs) (laughs) He disrupted his conversation, his uh, concentration. He's trying to, you know, somehow breathe some life into whatever lines they had given given him (laughs) for Terminator's salvation. He's like, oh, geez, I got to somehow make this good. (laughs) This This is terrible. People see Batman. They really like that. I can't. I can't do this. This is a mess. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So anyway, so uh, Mel Gibson is uh, up for best uh, best director for that uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Um, and then the last movie I saw was uh, La La Land, which was oh, yeah. delightful. Delightful. I really want to see that. I really um, want to see that. And it's it's nominated for fourteen Oscars, which I guess that's wow. only like second to like Titanic. Um, which also a very fun and light film <laughs> about the <laughs> sinking of the Titanic. Um, but the, uh, La La Land is really fun and it, the music is great. The songs are super like contagious, like infectious, like you, the earworm of like one of the songs will just get stuck in your head. Um, oh, yeah. and it's, it's really good. Um, I'm not going to overdo it. It is a musical. It's nothing to be taken <laughs> too crazy serious about, but it's in, in the time that we're in right now, I think a lot of people are feeling kind of uh, like, this is like kind of crappy time to be around just because of various things going on. And I'm not going to go into specifics, but I think everybody can kind of tell that there's a lot of negativity floating around especially in the entertainment yeah. industry like a lot of stuff is going around um i feel like this will be like their chance to be like well we should do something light so i think i think uh, uh i think they, they will sweep everything like i think i honestly oh. think they will win like every award that they can get i think they'll win um yeah because just that it's just that feeling and i think i think it was uh i think that's what will happen Rather than reward like something like Manchester by the Sea, which is you know super sad, I think they'll go with something light, and so I think La La Land will uh, will do really well. That's my prediction. 
Because cool. they did do really well at the Golden Globes. Yeah, they did. Um, and I hadn't seen the movie yet. So I was like, la la land, Bleh. what the <laughs> Why do they keep talking about this la la land? Uh, and then they also, had, you know, they also had the whole like parody of it and stuff at the beginning, which oh, the movie yeah, had, didn't even had understand. Been, no, because they hadn't even been released wide yet. Yeah. So that was like what a great decision that was. Yeah, it's like, oh, so everybody on the West Coast and the East Coast know what these jokes are. And then all the people in the middle, like all the schlubs, we didn't know what the heck. What's going on with that? I don't know. It's <laughs> that joke. <laughs> Why don't they tell us the jokes? Why yeah. does anybody want us to know what's funny? <laughs> um, so, so we didn't. We didn't You've captured us so well. It. Um, and then uh, one thing I thought was uh, interesting was uh, O.J. Simpson's documentary he didn't make it um, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) a documentary about he's branching out now he was busy he had stuff going on (laughs) some things happening he had a pretty full slate uh, when uh, that was being made um, but the OJ documentary, uh, Made in America, which is on Hulu right now, uh, you can watch it. It's three, I think close to four hours long. This thing is huge, but wow. it is amazing. Um, it, cause it goes through like from the very beginning all the way up to where he is right now. And you see the whole map of his life and his narcissism and his ego and just like, Everything, every step in the process, like how he became, you know, uh, an actor after playing football and then, you know, a spokesperson and, you know, and, and all this stuff. And it just goes on and on. And it there's generally things in there that, that you would never know. Like, I mean, like even stuff about the investigation of, you know, the murders and then uh, his whole uh, crazy uh, thing that happened to get him in prison now. Um, it goes through oh, all that yeah. super, super tight detail. Um, well recommended. I mean, I recommend it highly. It's really, really good. Um, huh. But the thing that, that because of his narcissism and his ego, I can only think that, like, when he's, like, all the cast from uh, The People versus O.J. Simpson on uh, FX, all of them got nominated uh, for Emmys and other awards. And some of them won. Yeah. Um, which it's just got to be killing him because it's like, it's like, this is my life and everybody's winning awards on things based on my life. And now the Oscars, the OJ documentary is up for best documentary. And so if that wins, OJ is going to literally flip out. Like he's just going to lose it. Either that or, or he's, he's just going to use that while he's in prison and be like, see, look at that. My life is so interesting that they did a documentary about it and it won an Oscar. Isn't that great? Now, can I have your Can I have your mashed potatoes? Because it doesn't look like you're eating. Them. <laughs> <laughs> so, if that'd be okay, I'll give you I'll give you my carrots. Um, but he's, <laughs> I don't know how prison works. I've never been there. Um, I assume there's a cafeteria, and I assume that there's potatoes and carrots. I don't know that for sure. And we'll have to double check that. 
Um, <laughs> can we can we fact check? <laughs> we should fact check that right now. We should go online and see if that's truly <laughs> the case. Dear, uh, is there mashed potatoes in prison? <laughs> yes. That's what it says. It says yes. It just says yes. there are. Um, have you uh, have you watched any good TV? Uh, we've been watching in a good place. Good about, place is amazing. About halfway through, I mean, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Wait till it's you just, it's a very, it's just a fun show. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's uh, it just feels it's it's a feel good comedy. Very much, and it's made by the same yeah. people who made Parks and Rec, and I love Parks and Rec. Um, but the characters are super fun and likable, and just very well done. It's very clever. Uh, it's mm-hmm. genuinely funny. Like, it's laugh-out-loud funny. And it's just in my wheelhouse. I just love stuff like that. Um, and I guess... Wasn't, it, uh, like good, wasn't Drew yeah, Goddard... Wasn't Drew Goddard attached to that, too? Didn't he do the first season of Daredevil? Was he? I gotta yeah. look that up. I don't, I don't know that for sure. Um, for people who don't know uh, what the... What the uh, what the good place is? It's uh, a half hour comedy on NBC. That um, what happens is the main character played by Kristen Bell, she wakes up and she is in this uh, office setting, uh, like a psychiatrist's office setting, and Ted Danson speaks to her and he says, uh, "You've died," and uh, now you are in the good place. There's a bad place and there's a good place, and you're in the good place. And she, you know, is, you know, quite surprised by the whole thing, and then they kind of go through this whole, like, orientation of what it's like to be in the good place, and this is your house that you've earned on the points that you scored while you were alive. And the hook of the of the first episode is she is not supposed to be there and they made a mistake and she doesn't know what to do because she's afraid that if she tells them the truth that she's actually going to get sent to the bad place. So that's the, that's the basis of the show mm-hmm. and uh, it goes from there. But it's incredibly clever, very witty. Um, they just finished the season uh, last week. So you can watch all 14 episodes right now and see the whole thing. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, it's great. It's really great. Um, yeah, Drew Goddard uh, did executive produce it, and he also, of course, executive produced Daredevil. Nice. Because Daredevil isn't funny. No. At all. Like, there's no. very little funny about Daredevil <laughs> at all. But they're both, sorry, they're both high quality, so I guess that's maybe his yeah, contribution. That's true. I'm, well, I guess it's pretty hilarious when, as a kid, Matt Murdock gets hit by that truck with uh, toxic waste. That was pretty. That was pretty. That was hysterical. <laughs> oh no, I'm blind. Oh, <laughs> oh so <laughs> we have we have to talk about this. We have to talk about the Last Jedi. Oh yes. The yes. title was announced uh, for uh, the next Star Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about I think, that. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think it's. It's uh, there's not a whole lot to say about it. It's it is what it is. Of course, it there's sounds, all sorts of yeah. wild speculation already. But 
I don't know. It, you know, people are like, well, it could be plural, it could be singular. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Well, in the crawl of Force Awakens, it said the last Jedi, Luke Skywalker. So right. I guess if you want to go by that, I guess they're, you know, they're most likely they're referring to Luke. But you're right. It yeah. could be plural. Um, uh, I really hope that that doesn't mean that they're going to kill Luke. Because yeah. we've had a rough go with Star Wars characters. I mean, like, they killed Han, then Carrie yeah. Fisher dies, so now we know that Leia's not going to continue. Because they already said they're not going to do CGI of her again. Um, so, so she's out. You know, after this next episode, she's done because they yeah. already shot all of her stuff. Um, so you can only assume that she's probably going to die, or they're going to put her on a cargo ship and send her away, and then she just gets <laughs> lost. <laughs> I mean, she I don't know what never was. seen again. They're going to put her in that yet. warehouse at the end of, of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, that would be that's great. where Leia goes. It'd be a great crossover. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be so cool. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I you know, I, I feel bad that we've already lo- so basically we've lost two of our main Star Wars characters. Now all we have left is Luke. If they kill him off and make him a Force ghost, and then if they make him a Force ghost, is he going to be young Luke, or is he going to be old Luke? Because oh, it be seems weird. like they don't. Yeah, it seems like they don't. They don't really care about that anymore. So that means, like they just we're gonna get them we're gonna get a CGI Mark Hamill. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be weird. That'd be totally weird. Because can you can you can you pick your age? Because like Obi Wan, I think would much rather look like Ewan McGregor <laughs> than Alec Guinness. Nothing against Alec Guinness. I mean, he's a fine looking man, but he's you know he's old. And like, <laughs> McGregor is young, so why would you not want to be hot? You know, I want to be hot, Obi Wan. I don't want to be a. I want to lay down, Obi Wan. This isn't. This isn't what I want. Take a, take a nap, Obi Wan. Yeah, and then I mean Yoda too. Like, wouldn't he want to be younger? Wouldn't he just like you know not be like his hair like not so gray? Because he got those little gray hairs that come out of the top of his head. Which always looked kind of weird. Were those black at one point? Like, did he have, like, a full head of hair at some point? And then it just receded to the point where it just, like, it was just a few strands? I don't know how that worked. He was, like, 900 years old. So when he was 50, did he look like, you know, Guy yeah, Smiley full. from from Sesame Street. Thick head of hair. Yeah. I don't know. These are questions. They don't they don't tell us any of this stuff. Um what is he all smooth? Was he like not wrinkly whatsoever? Right. <laughs> were his were his nails like nicely manicured instead of yellow <laughs> and pointy? Like he hadn't clipped them. Like is it, was that his natural? Like is that his way his feet always looked? Did he ever wear <laughs> shoes? Did he ever wear any kind of foot covering? Because it seems like walking around that whole Jedi Temple area, like you know the place we saw, and what, what was it called? Croissant? Croissant? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Croissant. Uh, yeah, croissant. <laughs> uh, when he was walking around there, it's very possible he could step on a nail. Like that would hurt. Like, like, why wouldn't you wear some kind of foot covering? Everyone else had boots on. I'm just saying, everybody. 
Like, you don't see anybody else walking around barefoot except for him. Maybe he's got really so, thick skin. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I think we're talking Questions. way too much about young, young Yoda. Uh, young Yoda. And then the other casting thing is, uh, or the Star Wars thing is, Woody Harrelson is going to be in the young Han Solo movie. Woody, which oh. is crazy. You forgot who Woody Harrelson was? <laughs> Did you think it was Woody, Woody, Woody from Toy Woody, Story? No, I thought you meant Woody Allen. I was like, what? <laughs> Woody Allen? Oh, my gosh. My brain I wish I, just uh, died. I wish, I wish I could do a good I was like, Woody why Allen? would Woody Allen be in Han Solo? <laughs> I wish I could do a good Woody week. Allen so I could, I could <laughs> do an imitation of, of him as his mentor. Oh, I can't do man. a Woody Allen imitation. What a um, weird movie that would be. That'd be kind of that'd be kind of odd. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, that that makes a lot more sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and I guess he's based on some comic character or cartoon character. Or, I don't know something from those extra books that they say no. didn't happen or did happen or whatever. I don't have time for that anymore. That's too much. Yeah. Just, just make the the movies now and just I don't care about the. What is the blue skinned emperor, imperial guard, or whatever his name is, whatever everybody gets all excited yeah. about? What is his Thrawn or whatever? Everyone gets oh, all yeah. excited online about these people and like, well, I can't wait to see them in the movies. It's like, well, I don't know anything about them, so I really don't care. <laughs> um, honestly, after Rogue One, which I know everybody loved, well, not everybody, a lot of people loved Rogue One. Um, at least liked it. I mean, like, I haven't yeah. heard very many people said they didn't like it. And I liked it. I didn't love it. We talked about this. Uh, yeah. There's things that I enjoyed. There were things about it that I thought were really boring. Like, really boring. Like, so boring that I fell asleep. And then I had to see it again. And then once I saw it again, I was like, oh, I didn't miss much. It wasn't, <laughs> I didn't, there wasn't really anything. I thought that I'd missed a whole big thing. And it's like, no, that was pretty much it. Like, you saw pretty much all you needed to. Um, but, uh, it was, it was entertaining. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I fear that I'm going to start suffering from kind of Star Wars fatigue. You know, now that we have a new movie coming out every year, um, I'm all excited about the original trilogy continuing and, and having the episodes. And it's cool that we get to have something in between. But Rogue One was kind of like a fan film, a really well-done fan film. But it wasn't as interesting as I thought it was going to be or wanted it to be. Um, and I just feel like if we get one of these every year, it's going to start feeling like they're really pulling it out of, like, they're really, like, stretching it, <laughs> the whole thing. Because, like, Rogue One... Uh, spoiler alert. God, I hate saying that word. Those two words. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I get so tired of hearing that. So stupid. Um, but if you haven't seen Rogue One, stop listening, I guess, and whatever. Who cares? You're not going to... If you haven't seen it by now, you're probably going to wait till you see it on DVD, and, and by then, you're really not going to care what I say anyway. Um, <laughs> so, so, what, so what happens is, at one point... Uh, the main one of the couple of the main characters, I don't even remember their names. They, they show up uh, at on this planet and they run into 
out of nowhere, they bump into the guy that bumped into Luke Skywalker in the Mos oh, Eisley yeah. Cantina in the yeah. uh, first Star Wars, which everyone who has seen the first Star Wars, that's a great scene, and we all loved it. And, you know, it's so cool. And, you know, no blasters, no blasters. Ah! And then the whole, you know, sound effects and everything. And then Obi-Wan chops the guy's arm off. And um, But anyway, um, he one of these characters runs into one of those characters. And what is the guy's Runs into both of them. Yeah, he runs into both of them, but he runs into the guy, the weird oh, face yeah. guy, that is always like, where you watch yourself? We're wanted men. Blah, 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 oh, yeah, blah. Gives, yeah. his, gives his resume about how tough he is or whatever. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, but in, but in this one, the character runs into this guy, and he says the exact same, hey, watch yourself. It's like, well, don't be so stupidly clumsy, I guess. You're stuck running into people all the time. <laughs> like, why can't you that bump into somebody? Like, is it that hard? Like, are you just, uh, just barreling into everybody anytime you walk in a crowd um, and just hoping somebody kind says of, something to you? I kind of hope that they keep those guys in every single Star Wars movie from now on At so this that point, we can do a super, a super cut <laughs> bump into somebody. <laughs> but you just watch that, yourself. <laughs> we're one in men. But you just... But... <laughs> but the, the, my, I guess my original point was that what are the chances that these characters are going to run into those characters and they're also going to run into our other main character? You know, it's like, why did we have to have them in this movie at all? Like, there's no point. Yeah. Like, that's why it was, it was, it was just a, a nod to, to the fans and, and that's fine. Yeah. But it's like, have it more natural when those kinds of things happen. Cause I, I'm going to get really bored with it really quick. Like, <laughs> so we get that one into the... That that cameo didn't bother me, but what bothered me was seeing C-3PO and R2-D2. Oh, like, we know that they were even in it. I, I forgot Like, that. we know we know they're there. We don't need yeah. to stop all the action and have a stupid line from C-3PO. I mean, we, right. we know that they're, they're on the ship, so why, why waste time doing that? Uh, I totally forgot about that. I completely blanked that out. That's how insignificant yeah. they are to the whole movie. Like it doesn't make any difference if you see them or not. Yeah. Um, and then the other problem I have uh, with uh, the young Han Solo movie, we know Han Solo doesn't die, and we yeah. know that the Lando Calrissian doesn't die. They're both going to be young in this movie, and yeah. that takes away all of the tension. Like I don't have to worry about. Oh no, are they going to make it out? Are they not? Are they going to die? No, they're not going to die. There's no way they can die. So we already know that. So it's not. It takes away. Like, I mean, that's kind of the fun of seeing an action movie is that you know there's the possibility that they may not make it out. You know, chances are if they're the main character, they will. Although we just found out from episode seven that's not the case because they killed off my favorite character in the whole flipping world. Um, so, that's, so that's, that's fine. You know, don't worry about that. Just kill him off. <laughs> Although I did hear a rumor that uh, he may be in episode eight. Yeah. And oh, they haven't said how. But yeah. it's possible. Well, we talked about uh, that before. Not on a podcast. Flash. That doesn't mean anything to anybody else. But Right. Well, it could be a flashback. 
It could be a it could yeah. be a force vision from uh, yeah. Ray, where she like remembers something about uh, you know some uh, key plot point or something like that. Maybe she's holding uh, Han Solo's lighter or something. I don't know. Well, do you, I don't know if you do you think like the smokes. force ghosts? You think the force ghosts could be like taken over? So like Ray is seeing you know I don't know Obi Wan or something, and then like. Han Solo kind of like pushes her up, pushes him out of the way, you know, like <laughs> like on FaceTime, like hey, hey, I'm here too. Hey, tell her that'd be that'd be amazing. That'd be so fun because then he'd be like, hey, get you know, say hi to Chewie for me, and you know, <laughs> tell him to you know clean up after himself because he gets that stuff all matted in his hair and you know <laughs> brush him, brush him every day. Otherwise, you know. <laughs> He gets the, you know, gets all ratty, natty looking. <laughs> um, tell him to use the, the no tangle shampoo, because it's better. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, it'd be cool if he's in there somehow. Um, I know they said there's probably going to be a funeral, and, uh, maybe we'll see the whole drop off of, uh, Kylo Ren. Like uh dropping him off at the at the summer camp. At the at the Jedi summer camp, whatever that was. <laughs> like, All right. You know You'll write me every on. day, right? You'll write me every day, Dad. Calling Mom, I'm wearing my retainer. Um and then uh and then, you know you know, make lots of friends and get phone numbers so you can keep in contact with them. Don't kill them. <laughs> Don't kill any of the other kids at the camp. <laughs> we don't want that to happen again. Um, but yeah, so maybe we'll see that. I don't know. Um, maybe we'll get to see uh, Snoke. Maybe when he's young, like maybe because supposedly like Snoke would be the camp counselor. Han. Well, Han camp counselor yeah. Snoke. <laughs> oh, hey oh, there, kids! Then. I've got my guitar here. We're going to sing some songs tonight. Oh, my God. Everybody, it's yeah. 100% true. He was. He was the camp counselor at Jedi camp. That's why Come on, kumbaya, everybody. <laughs> Luke was always making fun of him. But I still think that he, he is only, like, four inches tall. I think, I think that... I think he's four inches tall, and he lives in uh, a Kenner Death Star playset. Like he's got a little matchbox. He's got a little matchbox bed that he sleeps in, and he like pulls his little, you know, his little teeny weeny blanket over him at night. And he's like a little. <laughs> it's the uh, remember that little uh, uh, trash compactor playset that had all like the 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 phone. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's the Death yeah, Star. He has a Death Star playset. He, he pulls the foam up over himself when he goes to bed, yeah. and he's got a little <laughs> he's got a little little spool of thread, you know, on the side for his end table, and then yeah, like a little little firefly as a as a nightlight, you know, just sits there and it's, it's adorable. And then when they and then when he realizes it's time for one of his conference calls, he's you know he oh and he gets up and he stands in the projector room, and it makes him like you know forty feet tall. Or, eh, I'm here, evil Snoke. I will, we will destroy the Jedi. And uh, and then like one time like 
like his pet mouse will like come into the frame or whatever, and of course it'll be like this huge, huge mouse. To <laughs> be like, is that a mouse? And it's like, no, it's the the great beast of Granthar. It's it's eighty feet tall and terrifying. <laughs> it is not a simple field mouse. <laughs> not four inches tall. Um. What else there was I going to talk about? I can't even remember. Oh, there's there's shows coming back. Better Call Saul comes back April 10th. So I don't want to watch that. I need to watch, oh, you need to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super good. I haven't even watched uh, Breaking Bad, so I'm fired. Oh, yeah, you should watch that, too. Um, yeah, you should watch that, for sure. And I, watched, then, I watched, like, a few episodes, but I haven't continued. Yeah. It's one of those things that you only know after the fact. It's like, oh, man, that's a lot to get through. But it is satisfying, and it's a, it's a good series. Um, the Leftovers coming back April sixteenth, uh, their third season. You should you should watch that show. It's really interesting. Uh, it's on HBO. Um, it's the people left over from the Rapture. Um, oh really? <laughs> yeah. After everybody leaves, then they're. It's not about like they're like stuck meatloaf there. Or, or like no. the Chinese food. No. Mm-hmm. Although that would be interesting too. That'd be a good show. Yeah. The leftovers. This is the story of the leftovers in your refrigerator. <laughs> where did they come that's from? It. That meal you ate yesterday. That's where they came from, idiot. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Walking Dead comes back February twelfth. Um, so that's exciting. And it looks like somebody uh character of uh, Sasha, I don't think she has much time left on this earth. Um, for she, uh, yeah, Shaniqua Green, I think her name is. Um, she, uh, Shaniqua Green, she got cast in the new Star Trek TV series, uh, so she's going to be the lead. She's going to be the captain of this new Star oh. Trek show. Um, oh. Which they announced that and of course, immediately everybody was like, "Oh, so that means she's going to get killed on Walking Dead." And then, of course, like immediately they came back, "Oh no, it doesn't mean that. Uh, no, she'll be she'll be going back and forth, and and she'll you know film both." And it's like, really, There's, she's going to go from <laughs> from L.A. to Atlanta like all the time and film her like you know short scenes on Walking Dead. So she can go back and be the lead in a television series? No, yeah, it's not gonna happen. She's done, um, which yeah. is fine because uh, Sasha's character arc, I think, is over anyway. Um, at, at, with the death of Abraham, I think that pretty much ended her purpose. You know, which her purpose was, you know, I will have a string of bad luck relationships, and then when I finally <laughs> get one that seems to be going really well, he will get his head smashed in with a baseball bat. So that's pretty much <laughs> the end of her story arc, you know, because every other person had horrible things happen to them, too. And and, uh, and now she got this show good for her, so she can get off and, and do her thing, and then uh, they'll have one less character to try to find something to do. Because it seems like they're always trying to find something for her to do. Yeah, well, but they've they've kind of given some of her character to, or you know, um, Andrea's character from the comics 
to her, like as the oh, that's the sharp sniper. sniper. Yeah, yeah the snipes. That's, that's true. The sniper position. So they're going to have to uh, get somebody else in that role. Yeah, who's going to be the sharpshooter now? Because in the comics, Spencer was a sharpshooter too, and we all know what happened to Spencer. So I don't remember Spencer. He's out. Spencer. He's the one that got gutted uh, in the show. Um, he's the one who got what? Gutted. Alexander. Oh yeah. That happened so in the comic, a, didn't it? Yeah, it sure did. Yeah, and he was yeah. he was a he was a sharpshooter in that too. That's how him and Andrea kind of got to be friends in the oh, comics. Right. Is that they were both sharpshooters. Um, so I don't know who would be a sharpshooter now. Maybe maybe Maggie. Maybe Maggie will become a sharpshooter. Um, or maybe a more time can say sharpshooter. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they'll add somebody else who's really good at sharpshooting. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. How long have we talked? We've talked for like 52 over two minutes. minutes. Yeah. And we haven't even talked about anything. That's, that's <laughs> kind of the idea. <laughs> so that's, that's it. That's it for episode two. We got some, we got some cool things coming up, uh, soon. We got some like special episodes we're going to do. We got, uh, uh, some things planned. Um, we're going to do uh, a thing about the nerd pioneers, about uh, uh, the history of, of nerds from like the 70s and 80s, like from my perspective mm-hmm. and the 80s to 90s and Doug's perspective. Um, yep. I think that'll be entertaining and fun and interesting. Um, and then uh, we're going to do a, a deep dive. Dive. Of, uh, <laughs> Superman 2, um, because we both really like that movie, and a lot of people really like that movie. Um, but if you go back and watch that movie, well, oh, some of it is very, very hard to watch. It is, some of it is really, <laughs> really terrible. And as much as you want to love it and want to, like, still love it, uh, there are some things in that movie that are, oh, unforgivable. Like, just really, really bad. But, there's two versions out there, and mm-hmm. they're both available. On Netflix, you can watch uh, the version uh, that's directed by Richard Lester. And Richard Lester was brought in um, by the studio. Um, Richard Donner had shot uh, the first movie, and he shot the Lethal Weapon movies, too, if that name sounds familiar. Uh, Richard Donner shot the first movie, and he actually shot about three-quarters of the second movie. Like, he did it yeah. all at once. He had the foresight to shoot stuff ahead because he knew he was going to be doing the second one. He said, I will shoot as much stuff as I can while I have the actors here. And so he shot, like, all of Gene Hackman's stuff from Superman 2 was all shot while they were shooting Superman 1. Um, but the studio didn't like what uh, he was doing for some reason because evidently they like crap. So they looked at it, and they were like, this doesn't look like crap. This looks good. I don't know why. You're out of here. We need something terrible. So they they brought in this guy named Richard Lester, who had no experience shooting these kinds of movies. And his contributions in the movie, among others, uh, was uh, when the, the supervillains are, are super breathing down the city and knocking everything over, a guy's uh, ice cream cone uh, flies into his face. And he thought that was really important. 
to show that. <laughs> and in close-up. He thought that would just be like, oh, we got to show the ice cream. Hit him in the face. That's hilarious. <laughs> when in reality, he would have been, like, blown out of the city completely. Like, he wouldn't even be standing. Like, he'd be, like, he'd be gone, like, he'd get smashed on the side of a building, crushed to death. And then the ice cream would have hit him in the face. And then it wouldn't be quite as funny. Because here's this completely disfigured, grossly smashed body, and then the ice cream would smack him in the cheek. Um, so that was his contribution. And so you have that one that you can watch on Netflix. Or you can watch the Richard Donner cut, which was released just like maybe about five years ago. Um, and that is his cut of the movie, which is vastly superior to the other one. Very, very good. Yeah. Again, stupid things in it, but way less stupid things. And a lot of things that you've probably never even seen because uh, some of them are screen tests that didn't even get uh, put into the movie. So there's some really cool stuff on that one. But we're going to do yeah. a deep dive on that. Um, and uh, hopefully it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. And if it's not, well, then you don't have to listen to that one. You can go do something else. <laughs> like maybe, you can, <laughs> I don't know, wash the dishes or do your laundry. Knit a, I don't know, whatever. Knit a sweater. Yeah. Knit a sweater. Do it. Why not? Knit a sweater. Who cares? If you don't like our podcast, don't listen to it. It doesn't matter. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> because we don't even know you're listening anyway. Because iTunes won't even give us any information as to who's listening and who's not. So... Unless you tell us, we don't even know you're there. We could just be doing this in an empty room like we are now. Which so, uh, brings me to a good point. Tell, send us email. Um, you can go to our website, 10mfh.com. There's ways to contact us there. Um, actually, Steve, i got to put you on the website. That's a good mental reminder. Um, come to our Facebook page. Come to our Instagram uh they're all under either 10 Minutes from Hell or uh, the number 1010mfh.com. Um, I probably just... And then on, all that uh, that's right. And then on Twitter, uh, uh, I'm Dennis uh, Office Cobra on, uh, on Twitter. And then I have a Facebook page, Dennis the Office Cobra on Facebook. And you can leave any messages there if you'd like. Yes. And if you somehow you watch you know, Dennis the Office Cobra, watch it. It's funny. It is. It's it's pretty funny. Um, it's short too. You can watch all six episodes in less than ten minutes. They're about a minute long each. Um, but uh, well, thanks again for listening. That's awesome that we were able to get through a second episode. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, we didn't talk about nerd stuff the whole time because I had somebody say, you know, you guys are talking about something I know nothing about. That's, that's fine. You know, I mean, we're going to talk about stuff that people are going to understand what we're saying, and other times they're going to be like, I don't, croissant? What the, I don't know what that is. And uh, <laughs> that's fine. Um, but we'll talk about other stuff. We, we, we talked about the Oscars. And, hey, I'm not going to go over the whole podcast again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whatever. Uh, this is the Egan thing all over again. Um <laughs> Like last time I talked about Egan way too much. I understand that. I'm sorry. That was terrible. When I listened to it again, I heard myself talking about Egan, and I said, oh, my God, move on from Egan for crying out and loud. You're doing, 
You're doing it again. And now I'm doing it. I'm talking about Egan again. <laughs> anyway. Okay. All I right. Go. See ya. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye.